And good morning. Uh, we're here with uh, Sean Van Gordon, who is Director of Industrial Engineering uh, with United Healthcare. Uh, Sean, good morning or good evening to you. <laughs> it's evening on the West Coast. That's it. Uh, it is early morning here. But um, just really, we wanted to hear a little bit about your career path and how you got to where you are today. Um, so you're working at the moment as uh, Director of Industrial Engineering. So maybe tell us a little bit about your role and what you do. So I work um, for United Healthcare in um, the workforce planning and management section of the world. So um, industrial engineering really is a science about efficiency in motion and um, reducing cost in, you know, sort of manufacturing type environments. It's history really is like manufacturing lines of, you know, it's big in Boeing, it's big in, um, in the automotive companies. And United Healthcare a few years ago started pulling this sort of thinking into sort of the white space, you know, electronic workflows of the world. And that created an opportunity really to lead a group and start talking and bringing those principles to how you work in a computer or a PC or, um, you know, sometimes it's a clinical role. So my group's really responsible for production standards um, at, the, at the company. So those are the standards that you know, maybe a claims person um, is, uh, you know, gets paid a bonus from. Um, we do, we also, we also do and work on sort of efficiency projects. So some of the efficiency projects we may have is, are like robotic process automation or macros or just figuring out, hey, we could, if we work together, we could eliminate a step um, and turning that into actual money and financials um, to help drive cost out of the organization. Okay, and so with how how do, is your day uh, structured? Is it uh, do you work from home a lot? Are you in the office now? I know COVID has changed things, and what kind well, of hours? So I do. I United Healthcare has got a big work at home footprint. It hasn't historically, so um, I'm pretty lucky. Um, I've worked from home, you know, 100% of the time. Maybe you know, in nor in the before times. Um, I was in the office once or twice, um, maybe a quarter uh, for meetings or special special visits. So um, I work in the West Coast so that usually my day starts pretty early because I'm working with groups in India or the Philippines or Ireland. Um, so I usually work to about six to three-ish. Um, the early part of the day really is, you know, um, basic management and leadership tasks, right? Checking in about strategic um, uh, direction, uh, checking in with teams of industrial engineers, sometimes on the harder work, looking at their work and maybe providing insight or advice or experience about how that may, connects to the broader picture so that people can not only see the work that they're working on, but also how it fits into a big Fortune 15 company and, you know, sort of drive towards um, the company's overall goals. Okay, so they keep you busy anyway, and you're networking with lots of people around the world, which is very interesting. Um, and not the typical office hours then. <laughs> no. And not your usual nine to five. Um, so how did you get into a role like this? Or how did, what made you go, well, how did you get into it first of all, or maybe what got you, or what made you decide to go for it? So if we get back in the way back machine, um, 
When I went to university, um, I, I have a degree in political science and economics. And the part of um, economics that I studied is called industrial organization. So it's sort of the science of price setting and costs and, you know, how, how to optimize costs. So at the time I was working for uh, UPS. Um, so that's a that it's a big transportation company in the U.S. with, you know, footprints internationally. Mm-hmm. It really got me interested in it was... Um, I happened to start leading and managing a crew um, to help pay for college is that really I was working at the time and, you know, uh, they were saying how much volume was coming in and I would use that volume to sort of create uh, a plan for what time everybody started and how many people I needed and what time where I was going to be down um, and got the sort of dispatched the trucks. And that really led to an interest in kind of it was what I was studying at the time. How do you forecast, you know, interest in how you forecast customers and how you make staffing plans um, and how you plan for vacations to make sure that you have enough people and how that translates to the bottom line. That really got me interested in um, industrial engineering as a whole. And then when I got out of college, um, I had an opportunity to um, work on sort of automation in Southern Oregon. So I worked on a project. If people have ever gotten um, a UPS package and had a sorting label on it, mm-hmm. um, I on that project in Southern Oregon. So if we drove around Southern Oregon, I wrote routes and put out, um, you know, and cut mileage from, from routes. Um, if people have ever heard of the uh, UPS drivers all making right-hand turns, right? I've worked on that project. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah, so- <laughs> So, and that got me working with scanners, that got me working with optic eyes, and how do you optimize big operations so that, um, so that you know, um, the actual product is consistent, but it actually runs in some sort of, I guess, sanity. Okay, yeah. I can see the link to maths here, so there you go, I'm linking it in already. Yeah, okay. Um, so you worked with all that, that got you into the industrial engineering. Uh, how did you move from that into United Healthcare? Was it a direct move from there or did you go somewhere else in between? Or? It was a direct move. I was literally in my office one day at UPS and um, when they talk about sometimes the um, the phone calls, like I literally I was planning at UPS to retire as a UPSer. Um, mm-hmm. I was 20 years in my career and the UHD called and said, we had this opportunity for you. Um, we have, you know, five industrial engineers and we want you to, you know, grow, grow the footprint and grow the competency. And are you interested? And that led to two or three meetings back and forth. And like, I fell in love with what United Healthcare does and what their mission is. And, you know, from a professional perspective, um, it was just, just an amazing opportunity. I wasn't going to get this kind of opportunity again. Okay. Uh, so if there was anyone, uh, any of our students interested in uh, studying industrial engineering or taking up a role in that, have you any tips or advice that you would give them? Oh, yeah. So um, I, I have I have plenty of, of, of tips and advice. Um, I think if you're naturally interested in, um, you know, improving things around you, um, if you're naturally interested in sort of like if you're the type of person that tries to figure out, hey, how do I walk through the grocery store as quickly as possible? Or how do I do a traveling salesman problem? If you love those type of problems, uh-huh. um, you love sort of cutting edge technology, industrial engineering may be for you. Um, you like in the US, it's taught in the engineering schools. 
and it, and it really can touch everything from computing and automation all the way through uh, workforce planning, which is the specialization that I that I'm in. Um, so, if if you're just generally interested in that sort of business uh, analytics, oh, absolutely, absolutely. The best thing I would tell people um, in general about about sort of careers is. Um, you know, is sort of is really just lean into the lean into it. Um, mm -hmm. It's you know, most people, most executives will tell you that they got further by saying yes than they did no. Um, okay. That understanding that you know you could fail sometimes and that's okay um, because that when you're outside of your comfort zone um, and being comfortable with being uncomfortable is really where the growth happens, whether it's in your personal relationships or professionally. That's that's the best that's the best approach i think you can have that sort of natural curiosity about the world and how do you learn and then how do you apply it okay uh, yeah fantastic no talking about just a natural curiosity about the world uh, i'm curious to hear about your other hat that you wear which is <laughs> where you are the mayor uh tell me a little bit more about this and how you got into that and what it involves as well Okay, so I, I'm the mayor of Springfield. Um, so that's a town in 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 Oregon that has got about sixty thousand people into it. Um, now there's about a billion Springfields in in the United States. Um, it's the most common name for a city. Um, obviously, I'm going to tell you every one of the Springfields named after Springfield, Oregon. Okay. Um, <laughs> which you know may or may not be true. Um, so my role in the in the community is I'm the chief elected official. So that means um, I do small things like, you know, cut ribbons and talk to the chamber and big things like I give a state of the city speech every year and run all the meetings and talk about where we, where I think we need to go as um, as a community as a at a strategic level. Um, so in in my type of government, um, I don't wield a lot of formal power. But I wield a lot of influential power. Um, so, like I, you know, just talking and understanding the office and just kind of being sort of herding cats in, in the political world is um, is really where mayors do a do a great job. Okay, and uh, how do you manage your time with basically two roles there to do? It must keep you very busy. Well, luckily for my size town in the U.S., I'm a medium size like. The, the we're a medium-sized town so uh, our 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 city runs with a city manager council form of government which means that is uh it, when I, I was on city council and then i became mayor but the elected officials act like a board of directors and then we hire somebody called the city manager who really runs the day-to-day -day operations of the city okay. um so so we set policy and they hire all the employees and make sure it's enforced and provide us sort of professional advice. How I keep this sort of sorted out is it's designed to be really a part-time job. So some creative scheduling and, um, you know, and just be paying attention to the calendar and, you know, um, allows allows me to do it. Most of the meetings are in the afternoon. So after I get off work, sometimes I'll go down and I have two or, you know, two or three hours worth of meetings. Um, but it's pretty it's a it's a pretty cool job uh, because you you get to touch everything from how do you develop riverfront all the way through um, what does work for you know talk to the college about how you know how many welders do we need in the next 15 years right so it's i i get to work with great people with it 
Um, and when it comes to career and leadership, I'm really just blessed by, you know, the, you know, the opportunities that I have. Yeah. It sounds like you use some of your analytical skills in that role as well. So, uh, yeah. So the, the thing that, um, what helps is, um, industrial engineering makes me a better mayor, um, because I just, you know, I, I have the ability to see in politics, it gets so noisy sometimes. I have the ability to sort of see my way through problems and kind of start marching that way, right? Like it may not be perfect, but we can start making progress. On the other side, being mayor makes me a better leader at work, right? Because I'm more comfortable um, and I get to practice those sort of big strategic concepts and try to bring people you know, into the table and include them in the conversation and just generally, you know, listen and see where they're at, um, especially with how hard of a year 2020 was for everybody. The number one, I, I've only been mayor since January. The biggest thing I that I see from people is that just their need to be seen and knowing that what they're doing has value and that they they are a part of a community and that, you know, even when it's hard, people care for them. Okay, good. And that's it. That is all part of the leadership role, I suppose. And yeah. Uh, so would you see yourself continuing on with both roles for quite some time now or? Yeah, I could balance the current role that I'm at. Um, if I wanted to go further in politics in the U.S., which would be like a, you know, either a county job or a state job, um, I would have to choose. Right. Like I couldn't balance these two roles. But because I kind of work, live in a middle-sized city, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, I have a kind of a unique opportunity to to serve my community in different ways. Okay, yeah, that's it, it's really interesting, and it's nice to see that you can balance both because a lot of people have trouble balancing one job with their work-life balance. So well done. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's showing I, your your time management skills are very good. <laughs> Well, I, I I couldn't do it without my wife. Um, you know, we have two twins at home, um, or I guess one pair of twins. And, you know, I just, it just takes a lot, like, you know, households run on partnerships, right? And so just having somebody to be able to, you know, back me up and, you know, fill in the, the little little spots is so helpful. Very true. Uh, I think we're all the same. I depend quite a bit on my husband for those things. But uh no, uh, that's fantastic. So overall, then, just I suppose on both jobs, you have said that um, basically being able to experience failure and understand that that's pushing you forward and be, uh, I'm trying to think wording for the other ones, um, you were saying about basically having a passion for it, being interested in what you want to do. Anything else you say is what our 17, 18 year old students should be looking for? What skills should they have or what should they be, uh, I suppose, putting forward for themselves to progress in a career such as yours in either of them, really? Um, yeah, so I think, you know, I, I think it's um, the, the older I get, the more I think it's really about your ability to um, not all 100% the technical skills, but instead your ability to sort of learn and be resilient and be comfortable with change. The world's just simply speeding up. It's the it's the world we live in. And um, I do a lot of reading into sort of both 
sort of um, mental resilience and all the way through looking for people that I admire in history and saying, well, how, what are their perfections and imperfections and what do I want to borrow from them? And I think that, you know, it's really hard being a kid right now. Um, I, I think focusing on resilience, um, making sure that you're comfortable with a changing world that is going to keep throwing curveballs at, at you and, you know, figuring out how to move forward as well as um, a simple activity like just simple self-awareness, self you know, thinking about where your personality is, how you see the world, right? What's really going to make you happy um, because the, the careers are really hard. Like they're really, really hard. And, you know, um, I've been through times in my career where I feel like that, you know, the good stuff can't come fast enough, right? And uh -huh. the reality is you, it's a grind and you grind it out and you work towards your goals and then good things, a lot of good things happen and then you go back and you grind it out. And it, mm -hmm. that's the normal cycle of life. And I, I don't think we tell kids that enough and encourage them enough to know that, you know, when, if they feel disconnected, you know, they should reach out. And as I have, I have two tiers of people in my organization and I'm an elected official and I love it when anybody calls and wants to talk and be engaged and take some of my time. Um, mm -hmm. And I would just encourage people to network and think about how they like, what makes you happy? What makes you sad? When do you react good? When do you react poorly to situations? Um, and lastly, um, I, I guess I would tell, tell, tell folks is, especially when you go in and negotiate that first salary, right? Mm -hmm. Find something that you love, right? Like it's really easy to fall into something that pays the bills every single day, but it takes a lot of sort of mental fortitude to really think about what you love and yeah. work towards that every single day. Definitely. And what's that saying? If you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I think it's true more than ever. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much for your time and I do apologize for taking up your time in the evening. Um, I'm glad we managed to get the meeting organized. Um, I wish you all the best with your work in industrial engineering and as mayor. Uh, well done and, and just keep up the good work and thank you very much for talking to us today. Yeah, absolutely. Take care of yourself. Thank you.